0: This is part three. No. Thank you, though. Very nice. We've, uh, we've done two weeks on the destruction of pride. And here's part of the solution today. Thanks for being here. Jesus, open our hearts and minds unlike we've prepared maybe prior to right now that if there's distraction, push it aside for the things that are eternal are what we strive to live for and meditate on, not the things that are temporal. So may we go by your spirit Open to your spirits teaching, Jesus, and leaving forever different because we've encountered your word and your Holy Spirit, our teacher, in your precious name. Amen. Hello and greetings. Pastor Don here, and I'm looking to give you a little part of the message before the message Uh, this morning. Two quick things. One is just a reminder as we're looking to be more humble and less prideful, more about the Lord's things, and less about our agenda in the temporal, in the secular society. September 27th, for the women in Teacher Debbie's class and for the men in my class, Wednesday nights, we wanna take you through this book. It's seven weeks. And it gives you six disciplines of walking with Jesus. It's powerful because it not only gives you the six disciplines, but it gives you some real healing tips and some things to go about getting rid of past experiences that we carry around in the form of baggage. And uh, it's a real book on healing as well as growing intimate with Jesus. Please give this some prayerful consideration if you're available for seven weeks, starting September 27th. Secondly, we've been praying about Celebrate Recovery, coming to our church, making it so that we're putting on a program that are helping people in the community fight, battle, and get ahead and conquer and overcome different addictions. If you have any desire to serve in this capacity at church once a week, please let me know because we want to assemble a team that's going to go around to some churches who do this successfully and see how they run their programs so we can see what and exactly what we're going to need. I do know for a fact that we need training coaches, encourager coaches, assimilation coaches, and ministry leaders to be a part of this talk about a healing ministry dealing with any and all sorts of addictions this could be very powerful but the next phase is to see who's interested in going forward god bless you and let's continue with the service bye-bye oh that's funny hey look at this what all i said was i'm proud of my humility That's more laughter than last week's cartoon. And trust me, I look at that. I look at every little thing to think, okay, well, 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 we won't use this again. But, you know, it's just, it's it's the mood. It's everybody, you know, coming in and it's, you know, what kind of day you had this morning. But the few people that laughed, that enhanced their day. And, and, and yeah, and the rest of us can like uh, take a chuckle at that because it's cool because that's what those uh, endorphins do. Review from last two weeks. The 2x4, you know, the, the forehead tumor I thought I was developing because I wore a 2x4 on my head. Remember that we're careful not to look in our brother and sister's eye for the speck when we've got a log in our own, okay? And we, we talked about that one week. And then last week, we talked about the prince of Tyre, the the king of Tyre. And uh, God was judging that state. And uh, we had some interesting language that we just got to before we had to close uh, that we looked at in Ezekiel 28. But here, what we have here is a wheel that where the little white part represents like the 30 minutes we get with Jesus each day. The rest is like, you're like, I don't get 30, I get 10. (laughs) So that's a smaller enclosure. That's a smaller part of the pie uh, if you only get 10 minutes a day with Jesus. That's the cultural battle we're in. To make that a part of our everyday living, bring in Jesus in social media, bring in Jesus in eating and in food focus, bring in Jesus somehow in consumerism, materialism, bring in Jesus in downtime at your work, it was funny because Andrew and I went to lunch, and we went to a place called uh, Viva Maria. Woo! Very exciting place. Um, I think we talked to the manager, and um, he's um, uh, a little bit of English, but mostly Spanish. And um, we were trying to engage and talk with him a little bit about how we, how we love Jesus. And I couldn't go past, you know, Muy Bien, uh, but Andrew took over. And Andrew had the dialogue with him to where he invited him to church, to where he told him that we love Jesus and we just want to love on him and his family by praying for him because he knew Spanish. And it made, it made for a wonderful time. Yeah. So we got, that was one time where we brought Jesus in this pie graph into, uh, into the eating, the food focus. And so, yeah, it was just, that's cool. That was really cool. So that's Review. Today, there's got to be a solution. There's got to be a solution for us that struggle with pride. Got to give you something tangible. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going, well, what did I learn today? And you might go away and go, I don't know. He talked a lot, and he talked fast. And sometimes he spits when he talks. So you know what? That's why this is the, what is it, the soak-free zone right here? (laughs) Sea world thing. We are regulars in California now. We've not been there in a while, but we're going there. Hey, pride identification. Ooh, today is the identification day. An unwillingness to see if you can relate to some of these. I wouldn't be happy that you can, and unfortunately, I can a lot of them. But anyway, an unwillingness to admit that I don't have it all together... Um, hang with me for a full day, and you'll go, yeah, yeah, you're you're right, Pastor Don. You you struggle like everyone. Matter of fact, you may even struggle more. Okay, and that's okay. Uh, An unwillingness to apologize. An unwillingness to let others shine. An unwillingness to say, I need help. An unwillingness to say, I messed up this morning. And it's so unique because of that we got to give something practical about that because with our spouse or our friend or our family, we mess up all the time. Well, at least I do. And so, and so this morning in our, in our little prayer meeting, by the way, a little commercial here. We do prayer at 9 o'clock for anybody that wants to join us in my office. There, was, there were three of us today. Just happens to be my wife and our friend from Arizona. Uh, Steve, if you'd raise your hand. But anyway, um, so, so what's interesting is... My, my wife was, was making a, uh, a list during the prayer. And um, you know how sometimes you're praying and you're praying for a while. You kind of look to see what other people are doing. To kind of like make sure they're praying too. And, um, and, so, and so I was going, golly, she's making a, a list. That means she's probably not really engaged. But the Holy Spirit was giving her things that she would write down. And so after we prayed, we put them, she put it on my desk. Here's a list for you. And she makes lists for me at home because those are the things I have to get to, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and uh, depending on whether or not she squeezes my arm. And, uh, and so, but she didn't squeeze my arm. She just left it on my desk. And so I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a list, you know, I'll get to it. And so I just quickly assumed the worst. And I just spoke when I shouldn't have spoken, and I said, "I said, yeah." I said, "I said, so what's that list for?" Yeah, do I need to get to it all before church? And she's just like her countenance just dropped, and it's just, and it's just like, "Liz, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for that comment." And then, and then Jesus, I'm sorry for making that comment. So I took something where where I made a judgment of her, and I and I asked her for forgiveness. Um, And then I asked Jesus to forgive me. And what that does, what that did, I'm going to show you in a little video. What that does when we'll stop to do that. Because, I mean, when's the last time you confessed something? Don't say it out loud, because we'll get into a big discussion. and It'll it'll probably be rich, but it'll be off task uh, if we all do it. Uh, But uh, when's the last time you confessed something before the Lord? When's the last time you confessed something, but then also went back to the person and apologized? We're going to see this is huge. This is huge in pride restoration, in sin restoration. We're going to see it's, it's like nothing else. And, uh, and I'll show you in just a couple slides, but uh, stay tuned. An unwillingness to say I'm tired and need a break. An unwillingness to say I'm making tons of mistakes. An unwillingness to admit that I'm totally self-absorbed. I mean, if you can admit that, you're on a a real healthy track to say, okay, Lord, what can I start to shave off that would be some sort of an expression of agape love, the kind of love Jesus demonstrated, and start to give that to others instead of being so self-absorbed. Now, I am a little absorbed in that. I need a drink really bad. So I'm going to run back to my bottle here. And uh, there we go. Be good. An unwillingness to rely on God. To let others speak truth in love to me. Boy, that's... If you can get somebody that you can speak truth in love to, or or you will receive that, that's a powerful relationship. Powerful relationship. An unwillingness to put me second, third, or last. Let others lead without condemnation, without criticism. When I'm prideful, I'm unwilling to do that. I'll say, yeah, you lead, but I'm watching, and I'm going to detail everything that comes out that I can say to make you look bad, especially to somebody that, well, that it will resonate well with and that they can also spread the word. Sick. Sickening. But that's how often we think That's how oftentimes we we get in our our selfish pride. Check out this bottom in the white here. Pride rushes to justify, explain, or blame. I've got friends, and me included, where somebody says something and and you blame somebody else. The dog did it. You can only use that two or three times. And then it becomes no, null and void. You can't keep doing that. But it's so easy. To just say, yeah, I did this because and have an excuse. Versus, I screwed up. I screwed up a lot. Okay? Thankfully, I think it's, what is it, 1 Peter 4, 8, that love covers a multitude of sins. Thank the Lord for that. And my wife married 32 years to me. And uh, thank, you, uh, thank the Lord for that. Because if we didn't realize that love covers a multitude of sins we would be at each other's throats all the time, and it would be messy, messy. We wouldn't be together. We just wouldn't be together. Okay, goal today, the identification and confession of pride. Huh. Confession leads to a weight being taken off our chest and can cause our joy to return. But how how do you... How is it like a weight's taken off our chest? Tell me more. Tell me more on that. When we confess our sins, we identify and agree with Jesus about what he says about our sin. So we're agreeing with Jesus when we've recognized we've, we've wronged somebody or sinned before God. Uh, something even on our own, in our own time, could be linked to the internet. Sometimes that can be pretty dangerous for a guy or their phone. That's probably why after the first year of being married, my wife and I had an agreement where she had access to my phone and my computer. And she would ch- I invited her to check up on me, and she did. That protected us in marriage quite a bit. It can be so dangerous. When we confess our sins, we identify and agree with Jesus about what he says. About our sin. So we're saying, yeah, it was wrong. And I'm going to confess this. I'm going to repent. And I I know this time I need some Christian counseling. Because it's the 15th time. And I need to get some extra help. (laughs) I know it. Such a healing there. Because what happens is then we we realign ourselves with Christ. We walk in the light as he is in the light. So as we... As we confess our sin, it might be that you take some time today to get along with Jesus and you confess things that you've wronged to somebody and you call them to restore the relationship. You call them to restore the relationship and you ask for forgiveness. Then you do it before Jesus. Then he says, we're walking in the light. Then he says, we're abiding. And this is what happens every time, every time we'll do that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I confessed my sin. I'm a Christian. I'm born again. All my sins are covered. Yes, but you've got to abide, have an abiding relationship with Jesus on this earth until he comes back. Just read 1 John chapters 1, 2, and 3, and 4. It's all about abiding. And when we don't abide, when we walk in darkness, we live in darkness. But if we'll start to confess, start to confess, check it out. Check it out here. Just just one time, maybe two. My spiritual eyes might become open. Spiritually dark to alive, to where you can see on a spiritual plane and track, unlike you can when you walk with darkness. When you walk in darkness, when you don't have love for the brethren, when you hate your brother, you walk in darkness. I mean, that's a sign if you look at first John chapter 3, verse 6, 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. If we walk habitually in the dark, habitually, it says the love of the Father is not inside us. So, so we can backslide that far, or oh, we can. Or it's maybe somebody doesn't even know the love of Jesus. And so if you're here today and don't know the love, the saving love of Jesus, you don't know without a doubt you're going to heaven shy of committing the sin of presumption that I'm going and you can be sure that you're going if you've invited Jesus into your heart to be the Lord of your life to be your leader so opening spiritual eyes because what what we see in a battle is not not a battle with just us it's behind the scenes It's the stuff where spiritual warfare goes on that oftentimes we're not privy to. But we know by Scripture that it's happening. So take some time to confess. Have somebody say, yeah. Yeah, maybe you're a little prideful or maybe we're a little prideful when we do this or that. Let's confess this. Check this out. Enduring word, David Guzik. He's a Calvary Chapel preacher. He's really good. Okay, Calvary Chapel churches, they're really good. Doctrinally, I think they're as sound as sound can be. Anyway, a little plug for them. It's like, well, plug our church. I will, I will. But we just got to know where, where there's good, uh, good scholarship. David Guzik's a pastor, and uh, he's, I think he's in Santa Barbara. I'm not for sure. But he writes enduring word commentary, and he uses a lot of different uh, people for, uh, for resources. So I quote him here. I quote him here, real deep genuine confession of sin has been a feature of every genuine awakening or revival in the past 250 years. But it isn't anything new as demonstrated by the revival in Ephesus. Recorded in Acts 19, 17 through 20, it says many who believed came confessing and telling their deeds. This was Christians getting right with God. And open confession was part of it. So, this leads us into something else in just a moment. Let's first go to a key scripture that we all should just maybe have hanging on our rearview mirror uh, or something. First is 1 John 1 9. Christians are encouraged to confess their sins so that they can abide in Christ. You're going, I don't have time to confess my sin. I don't have time to even think about my sin. Well, if you're having trouble, if you're having trouble coming up with places where you fall short, ask some of your friends. I mean, if they're really honest and really friends, they notice things. Ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, our teacher. Where is it? Where have I I messed up? I assume a lot of things. You know that saying, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission? Well, I've taken that road a couple times. And it hurts when you maliciously trespass and do it because you know you have this out. Not a good strategy if you're trying to build community and intimacy with a spouse or someone else. Not a good strategy. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 6... Should we, well, he answers the call. Should we should we sin more because grace may abound more? And he says emphatically in the Greek: No, you will not. I will not. No, not good. It messes with your spiritual eyes. And then look at this. Oh, shocker. James 5:16. This is a weird one. This is a really weird one. Confess your sins, confess your faults to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. Confess your sins to one another. You know what? That does make sense. Because when I'm with some guys that I trust and we're accountable to each other, there are some things I'll confess to them as a guy then I'll, then I'll confess to my wife. I want to keep living. I want to keep, you know, breathing and 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 not. You now, I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, I fortunately do get to confess to my wife um, things that are that are guy things. And she she works right with me through them. But confess to one another. Now, when you confess to one another, guys to guys, women to women, um, you you don't make it real juicy. You will know, say, yeah, I was on the Internet, and oh, my goodness. No, no. You know, I, I, I clicked on here. I, I saw something I shouldn't have seen. It makes me want to click on more. Pray for me. Said and done. Confess your sin to one another. Get and expose the dark areas of your life, of my life. Get it out. So it can't take root and grow as a cancer. That'll just really bring your spiritual walk down. Be careful about that. But confess your faults to one another and pray for one another. Hey, let's go to some trivia. Let's go to some trivia. You ready? Everybody got their little game players? Let's go to trivia. Game players didn't get installed. Ah, you know what? On the list, elders, for next week. The game trivia needs to be in order. Oh, actually, I have another scripture. (laughs) woo woo. Okay. Um, One more scripture before the game trivia. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, he doesn't make mistakes. Okay. The Lord is good. Psalms 32, 3 through 5. This is a confession of David. People don't know what it's relating to. The best scholarship that I've seen says it's related to Psalms 51. Remember David's confession After his sin with Bathsheba. Remember that? Psalms 51. Well, in Psalms 51, verse 13. Actually, who can can get there first and read it aloud? Psalms 51, verse 13. Read it aloud. Read it aloud. It's worth a giant candy bar next week. I'll bring it for you. Okay? First person that can get to Psalms 51, verse 13. Want somebody to read it out loud. It's worth a giant candy bar next week. Got it right there. Adam's got it. Nice and loud. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Wow, you've got that really smart Bible. The and one that smart people read. And uh, say it again, just because, uh, see, so David, David, David is saying that in promised promise to God, in this confession, I'm going to be a teacher of transgressors, to show them how to confess, to show them how to make things right. Say it again. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Thank you. Nicely done. So what this, this psalm is, is an extension, an extension of, of 51, 51 making, making David's promise, promise legit. legit. That's a pretty, pretty good scholarship. You go, well, I have something different. Okay, you can have something different. We can agree to disagree. It's okay. It's not our salvation. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you, and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. In an abiding relationship, that just just needs to be sooner than later, because otherwise we continue to walk in darkness. And some people go, no, I cannot tell other people, ask them to that I was wrong and I, I, I want their forgiveness. Well, that would be That'd be a sure sign that counseling's in order, okay, with a Christian therapist. If you can't go to somebody, say you were wrong, say, please forgive me, there's other issues, deeper issues that need to be surfaced in order to get, to get, um, to get right there. Okay, here we go. A little trivia, a little trivia. What was King's David, King David's worst sin of pride? Good. Ooh, the sin you're saying. Bathsheba and Uriah. Matt, and you're Seth, right? Yes! Having a good name day. Woo! Not good. Not so much on a slide day, but anyway, it's all good. Who thinks that? Greatest right sin. Who thinks it's something else? Let, let's hear it. Sam, what do you think? Wow, we've got smart people in here. Yeah. So this one, no. When Nathan confronted David about that sin, David confessed, I have sinned against the Lord. Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, died. Well, thanks to King David. And their first baby, their firstborn died out of judgment. Came from the prophet Nathan. How about when King David numbered all of Israel and Judah, Sam? Yes. Yes. Now, here's how we know that. It's kind of strange. After numbering the people, David confessed, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. As a consequence of the sin, numbering of the people, 70,000 Israelites died. We, we just, we just, we've got this hierarchy of sin that we think. But when we miss the mark and we sin, we, we, we walk in darkness and we don't know the consequences. So we can blatantly sin this afternoon, but we don't know the consequences and how far-reaching they are. So, so it's not good to take off in that realm, to say, I'm going to walk in darkness for a while so your grace would abound. Protect me, Lord. Here I come, world. No, that hurts. It hurts the relationship. It hurts the family. It destroys families. It destroys friendships. Why do you think David took a, 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 a census? Why do you think he was counting the people? Yeah, pride. Yeah, how how large are my troops? Ooh, we. I mean, David was the king that expanded Israel's borders like no other king. He had something going for him. Well, he couldn't build the temple, but uh, he had. I mean, he, he was a battle dude. And so it's kind of interesting because I think counting. we look at the old testament you could count things that were your own and and israel and judah was not his own that was god's and there was a place to take that 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 census there was a place for that in god's way and god's timing so interesting 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 as we kind of wind this to a close i need us to prepare for something because if we leave and you go, ha, ah, that was okay. I think I'll confess that stuff later or get before God. <sighs> Probably Wednesday or Thursday when I, you see I get home early from work. Well, the devil will make well ensure that Wednesday and Thursday you won't be available. Because that, that's what he does. He's really good at it. But where do we go from here? What's the challenge here? Am I okay to walk around spiritually blind? Please say no, I'm not. Please say no. And so, and so it may be a time where guys in the family, you say, hey, let's all go to our corners and have some time with Jesus. It's, it's right before dinner or it's right after dinner and, and take some time to confess. Confess our sins Before Jesus as Christians. Because 1 John was written to Christians. It circulated the letter in Asia Minor to a bunch of churches on a postal route. And it was to new Christians who had the way. So he was saying, new Christians are going to sin. But in order to walk with Jesus and abide in him, confess that. So, So guys, or even ladies, if you're like, you know what? Pastor challenged us, let's do this. And then you might even have to get on the phone and say, yeah, I'm you know, I'm calling somebody now because I, you know, I did something I shouldn't have done, I should have apologized. And then watch. Watch the spiritual eyes start to open. Watch the spiritual eyes start to open. So what pride sins do we need to confess before Jesus in order to see the light? You decide that comes through prayer. What do we need to make rest? What do we need to make restitution with? Or who do we need? Because it's like if you wrong somebody and you confess before Jesus, then you go to them and ask for forgiveness. I'm so sorry I took that $200 off your dash in your car. Will you forgive me? Well, he'll probably say yes, hopefully. Uh, I believe Jesus will forgive me. But if I'm genuinely repentant, I'll find a way to get back that money. Because that's where God looks at the heart. That's an Old Testament principle that I believe is still, still perfectly for today. That's where we genuinely, we genuinely are changed and we show that. And why do you have, or who do you have in your life who has been given permission to speak truth and love to you without consequence or retaliation? You can speak truth and love, but you know, like later when the company leaves, you know you're going to get it. <laughs> and that's the retaliation part. But get to a relationship. are like, no, no my, my, my wife, my spouse, we can't do that. My good friend, we can't do that. Get to a place where you can do that. And it might mean going to counseling first. It might mean seeing a Christian therapist first. And so, and so it's, that's, it's that important. And then when do we begin? You know, now. So Jesus, we do, we we just, we ask that the men, the women, the the youth here, that there would be a, a recognizing of trespasses. And if we don't ever get to a point where we can acknowledge before you that we fall short, there's really not that pause or that desire to make things right. And then we continue to work in darkness. Then we continue to not see things and wonder why the world's so crazy and why we feel like you're not even there and you're not even present anywhere. That's not because we doubt our salvation. It's because we, we're just walking in darkness, refuse to get it right before you and for other people. So help change us even if we're 5% wrong. Help us to apologize for our part and restore that relationship. We see so many benefits of doing that. Help us to heal. And Lord, if there's anyone here that does not know you as Lord, I pray that they will come forward as everyone's walking out, that they would walk forward. And meet with myself, my wife, other people, other church uh, members who are up front, ready to receive people. Whether it's for prayer, whether it's for the beginning of counseling, whether it's how to meet you, Jesus, as Lord for the very first time. Help it so nobody leaves without questioning that if they don't know for sure that they're going to be with you if they were to, to die today. We thank you and we love you. We thank you for challenges in your precious name. Amen.